0: welcome back to mentally a badass today i sat down with anne marie who is a business entrepreneur that is changing the way the world looks at adhd she gives us her insight on how she became a badass entrepreneur while overcoming living with adhd at the same time if you are someone who wants to start a business but feel defeated because of your adhd diagnosis then this is the perfect episode to listen to enjoy Welcome back to mentally a badass. My name is Justine and I'm with Anne-Marie. She is the host of ADHD refreshed podcast and the founder of ADHD business university, which I'm very super excited to talk about that. I feel like that's very unique. So thank you so much for coming on to my podcast today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Justine. I've been so excited to connect with you over the last little while, and I've been really looking forward to coming on your podcast. So thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so, ex- I'm so definitely happy that we are able to connect and we found each other. Gotta love social media, right? Right. I have
1: met so many cool people on social
0: media. I love yeah. it. And you also, you're very outgoing. And um, like when we followed each other, you just went straight to my DMs. and you're like, hi, how are you? Like, <laughs> I wish I could be like that. I think that's like, I think that's awesome. And it's also really smart. They always do the voice memos too, because then mm. it's just easier to communicate. So I love that. Um, But yeah, so today we are going to be talking about your experience with ADHD and then how you, you know, use that as to, you know, coaching, coaching um, people in entrepreneurship, which is very unique. So, so let's start diving into your experience with ADHD. Um, When were you diagnosed?
1: Yeah, so I was diagnosed when I was quite young, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe like around 10 or 12 years old. Um, So it's interesting because I know a lot of people now are getting diagnosed late in life and they're like, I wish I was diagnosed earlier. And honestly, there was both struggles at both ends of the spectrum. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really challenging. I think growing up in school, being separated from my friends, you know, I got accommodations, which was, um, extra time on tests I got a quiet room like all this kind of stuff but I felt so much like shame so much stigma and uh, me and my friends used to call it the, there was one of my other girlfriends we were in class together and we would learn math and it would just be like us and you know two other people and a, and a teacher
0: mm-hmm. and we get
1: calculators and stuff and we always used to call it the dumb dumb math and dumb English classes Aww. because we hated being separated from our friends because yeah. the were different styles of learning right
0: yeah. When what do you feel is your best style of learning?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. So, for a long time, one of the stories that I held on to because of the psychology reports that I got was um that I was a really bad auditory listener. And um so I hung on to that and I just kind of threw my hands up in there and it's something I talk a lot about in like all my content and the social stories about ADHD and how your diagnosis kind of keeps you stuck sometimes and so for me I held on to the fact that I quote unquote was a bad auditory listener and I've noticed now that I like release that story from my life I actually really like listening to audiobooks yeah <laughs> and walking so I guess it's almost like kinesthetic auditory uh, I really like visual as well but um, what I've been like obsessed with lately is walking Going for like a big walk and listening to an audio work.
0: Yeah, remember that you posted about like movement. I feel like that. I mean, that's that, that's movement right there. So yeah, that makes that definitely does make sense. Um, so you mentioned yeah, because my question was gonna be like your experience, um, as a child. So you felt that you were, you know. I Iso- not well. That's the word isolated or just like away from all your friends. So you just wasn't really like the best, you know, the best experience. Where were kids were kids mean about it or were people um pretty nice in in your school?
1: I think that I don't. I honestly can't really remember. I just remember people asking me a lot of questions, like, "Where are you going? Why do you get extra time?" Like, mm-hmm. I always would call my name when it was time to write a test. Okay, Anne Marie, you gotta leave. It was like, oh, great, you know. And so I think all I remember is just feeling so much shame. So if people were saying stuff, I think I just kind of blocked it out, you know, or if they'd ask questions, I just wouldn't really say much. Um, when I I actually started getting older and I was getting into high school, um, you know, my friends wanted my Adderall. (laughs) And so I would kind of like it at that time because it was like, I would get attention because my friends wanted my Adderall, like whatever. Um, and so I, I would use it to my advantage when I got older because I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, sucks us up." I got Adderall because it was a a stimulant, right? And I'm not on medication anymore, and so I I kind of used it in a different way, like as I got older.
0: That's very interesting because I—I mean, it makes sense when when you're a child, people don't really people don't understand what ADHD is. When Mm -hmm. I was growing up, it was called like you know, like special like the special ed classes. Did they call the same thing by you or is it a different name? It was
1: not special ed classes. It was kind of like, it was like, I don't know, applied is what they called them, applied class. Where did you call In Canada.
0: Yeah, and I'm from the US and so they could have probably had things differently. But I remember, yeah, we had special ed classes and we didn't, people just always look down at it too. I think it's the teachers or um you know, the adults didn't really explain what it was. They just said special ed. They didn't like say any reasoning. So people, people were just like, I don't know, at least unfortunately with me, people in my school were just not the nicest people. (laughs) Um, That's New Jersey for you. Um, So, so do you feel, I mean, this is a pretty obvious question, but ADHD essentially does make it harder to, you know, like for school and, and just life overall, like, do you feel that it gave you some like setbacks and such growing up?
1: Oh my gosh yeah massively (laughs) i think honestly the worst like i was i sent an email out to my list the other day and it was cool because as i was writing it i was like whoa i had so many realizations you know like my whole mission is to free people from the social stories of adhd to free people from the construct and the paradigm of what the dialogue and discourse is of adhd because what happens, for example, I was told that I had bad auditory processing. And so because of that, I I really struggled. And they told me that I had bad reading comprehension. So when I was writing and I was struggling to write, I just would get frustrated really easily. I was like, well, it's too late. I'm, I'm just bad at this. So they, somebody, they, somebody told me I got bad reading comprehension and bad at writing. So I, I didn't persist to learn in a way that worked for me. So I think that, yeah, the challenges were... The whole experience of the diagnosis was like, it left a lot with me, I think, that I carried mm-hmm. for a lot of my life. Um, but now, you know, like that I'm older, I realize like what I need to take responsibility for, which is my own experience of ADHD and what that means, right? Because a lot of people take it, ADHD, and they make it mean something about them that's what I did. I mean, it means something about me in the sense of I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't smart enough. And that's what a lot of people do is, is make it mean something about them. And it's not, it's something that's outside of you. It's not who you are. And the more that you take that identity on and wear it as your own, it prevents you from really stepping into your own magic. So yeah, I think there was, I kind of forgot what the question was, but hopefully we got there at the end. (laughs) No,
0: I mean, everything you said was, was amazing. Have you ever heard of the podcast mindset mentor? Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to it. One thing that he said is like, if you're going to keep telling yourself that, you know, you're not worthy of this, you're not smart, you're stupid. Then it's like, okay, then you're, t- you're, you're telling yourself that if you're telling yourself, you're going to be that, then you're going to be that. <laughs> and it's, and it's basically saying like how our words are like, we're like, we're, like it's a, we're a magician. I think that's yeah. what the podcast is, was about, which is a, how powerful your words are and just be careful what you say to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if people like, unfortunately, people were just mean and saying like, you know, bullying people who have ADHD and be like, oh, they're stupid and this, this, and that, but they're not.
1: They're not mm. at all.
0: But if you're telling people that, then they're gonna believe it. Especially growing up as a child, you're you're creating your identity from there. So, um, if I, I mean, I don't know, I, guess I don't know how your childhood was, but I mean, I was diagnosed with ADHD in high school they tested me in in like third grade and they said, no, she's fine. But mm-hmm. yet my grades were like Ds and like I was literally on the bottom of like percentage of whatever. Um, but they're like, oh, no, she's fine. She has ADHD or, and this kind of just made me seem more like I'm just like lazy or just stupid mm-hmm. or something like that, which is anyway, I'm not going to go into me. But, um, but then later on in high school, they're like, oh yeah, she does have it. Like senior year of high school.
1: Yeah perfect
0: timing (laughs) like in the spring right before graduation (laughs) Uh, it's like I mean I think like so many people
1: take this really broken construct of school and the things that we learn like they're not even relevant you know what I mean and I know (laughs) these, these systems that don't allow people to shine bright they don't allow people to express who they truly are and, and show up in the world as as the weird magical person that they are that brings their own spice to the world right and so I just think the whole system really damages people and I think a hundred percent super important that people don't make any of that mean anything doesn't doesn't mean anything
0: yeah I, I 100% do believe the school system is just it's really just set up it doesn't it's set up for just like one particular person. Like there's not that many different learn. like everyone has different learning style. I'm more of a visual learner and yeah. I need to like do things. And then that's the best way I learn. Like if I'm sitting and just getting lectured the whole time, it's just going to go right through my ear and go right through it. Like I'm not, I'm only going to process so much of what that person said. But if I'm like seeing things and connecting what they're saying to images and things just make more sense into my brain and then just being like, Doing the actual job, for example, like that's the best way I learn. And and you know, some people just learn better by just reading a textbook, or you know, like everybody's different. And so, the way our school system is, it's just like one way of learning. Like, I'm. All, how, how are you? How are you taking tests growing up? Because I was horrible uh, taking tests.
1: Yeah, I was. I, honestly, in school, I was terrible. I was a, such a troublemaker. I probably almost got expelled a few times. Um, and yeah, I, I never really liked them. I had a lot of extra like support, like I mentioned, you know, extra mm-hmm. time. I had people reading me my tests sometimes. I don't know. We tried like the whole thing. My mom was super, like, um, a big advocate for me getting the support that I wanted at the time. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Now that back, It was like what I needed. And then as soon as I got into university and post-secondary and I loved what I was studying and my grades just like skyrocketed.
0: Exactly oh my gosh like definitely can relate to that when like if if you put me in a like a test for like math or science or chemistry like I would do so bad but put me in like learning psychology or like English I mean English I actually didn't do bad and I was horrible at math and science But English I was good at and like anything art related I was good at like projects so I'm very project oriented in college if 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 there was a project. I'll easily get like an A, but if it's a test, it's like a D or C, or like I'm just always so bad at taking tests. So if the whole class is just taking tests the whole time, like that's the whole grade, I would literally almost fail the class. But at least if there's like a mix, then I got more of a chance. <laughs> but if it's all project, then I'm in the wind. Then I'm in the clear right there. And and so um, I I think I forgot where I was where I was going on that. Oh yeah, we're talking about tests. Yeah, yeah. kind of like going going somewhere else, but um, I can completely really relate, relate to that. But man, I hate I hate tests, and I'm glad I never have to take them again, <laughs> for really? at least for now. <laughs> um, so what do you do like to overcome your challenges with ADHD?
1: Oh, that is a good question. I think that managing ADHD. So a little bit of my backstory was I was diagnosed. I was on medication pretty much my whole life until about maybe three years ago. And I knew that meds were not for me long-term. I knew that inside of my body, I was like, okay, if my brain's not producing this normally. I don't want to be on it. And so I, I, got to a point where I tried literally like all the medications and then I was crying after work, like all the time I was crying when the meds would start wearing off. It happened probably for like three or four months straight. And then the girl that I was living with, I was like, ah, I know. She's like one of my best friends. I was like, I know I need to stop taking these meds. She's like, you just got to do it. You've been talking about it. Just do it. And it was like so messy coming off of them. So, so messy. And um, I felt like I was in a blender every day. And the one thing that really anchored me to getting myself off of medication to thriving and managing ADHD within my business, you know, like I say to clients that, um, I have days where I don't even notice my ADHD, you know, and that comes from so many lifestyle things like how I'm eating healthy, how I'm moving my body. Like those are literally like the basics, (laughs) right. As like, I move every day, I work out, I go for big walks. I, um eat super healthy all the time um and then aside from that there's a lot of like internal stuff that I had to do I had to release a lot of things that I was holding on to um so emotionally I think is something that is really overlooked like emotionally there was a lot of stuff I had to release stories about my past things that I was holding on to that were not me a lot of anger from my childhood so it's not even you know, it, and, th- and that's the deeper work. That's like the internal work, releasing all of this stuff that's just keeping you stuck. And I have clients who go through my program and it's like on the fourth or fifth week that we work together, it's crazy. They're like, I feel like I have more focus. And that's not even something that I promise because once you start releasing some of this stuff from your life and, and allowing yourself to process maybe some stressful events that you had when you were younger and, and going through the motions of experiencing that you know and releasing it it's like it becomes a lot easier so managing adhd is not checklists, it's not tools it's nothing like that it's a lot of internal work understanding yourself being connected with your body like when you're overwhelmed you'll notice in your body so how can you connect with yourself on a deeper level to know hang on this is my my cycle this is my pattern i'm feeling overwhelmed how can i break this cycle for myself
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, when you were talking about like, you know, releasing certain emotions, like, you know, from childhood. And then when you release that, you feel like you have a lot more focus. That just made me like a little emotional myself because I've been struggling with like focus and brain fog and, and all of that. And when I was right now, I'm 26. When I was like 20, 21, I was in college. I was like going to the gym almost like every day and like eating healthy. And I felt like, I was at more focused, and I didn't even like know I had, I feel like I hadn't even had my ADHD, but then now I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of like backwards again. Like have that, has that ever happened to you?
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think that I, you know, even when I go through those periods, it's a reminder that like, we're human. It's not backtracking. It's like, okay, I, everything is feedback. So if you're at a place where you're feeling stuck, it's like, what am I not seeing? Like, what is calling for my attention right now? So for me, when, especially as as entrepreneurs, sometimes you'll get into a month where you're freaking out and you're like, Oh oh my God, you know, the income's not coming in the way that I wanted and you start to get into fear, right? Mm -hmm. Like something wants to be acknowledged. And a lot of the time it's just taking a look when you're like, okay, what do I need to look at? And it's through journaling and through meditation and having the courage to say, what am I scared to look at within myself? And mm-hmm. I find your body always tells you, your mind always tells you is just whether we want to listen, whether we have the courage to sit down and listen and sit with ourselves and say, okay, what am I, what do I need to see? Because I think when you're avoiding so much stuff, that's when the brain fog comes in because it's almost like you're just numbing the experience. So mm-hmm. I think in that moment allow yourself to process what you're experiencing you have to feel the sadness you have to feel the pain you have to feel the you have to feel the whole spectrum of emotions right when yeah. we're human that's part of the experience that's what we signed up for and and that's i find people who have um like the severest experience of adhd um, are typically the ones with the most trauma right mm-hmm. i don't
0: do trauma. <laughs>
1: just to get that on the clear i don't do like- <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> you had a good input on that, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's teaching people how to connect with themselves. Just yeah. Start so- yourself again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. So, what inspired you, you know, to become a coach for entrepreneurs? Like, what was like, what was that moment where you're like, I want to go out there and help others and show people like, the power of ADHD? Hmm.
1: So I started. Um, before I started my business, I was working and selling custom kitchens in like high-end homes um, in Vancouver. And I remember I walked into this place and it was like a beautiful home in a beautiful place. Like, you know, the kitchen was beautiful that we were designing. It looked great at the end. And I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. And I remember going over to their house after they moved in, it was a beautiful place. And I was like, there was this part of me that was like unfulfilled because I was like, I want to teach people how to build this reality for themselves so that they can buy the house so that they can buy the kitchen. Right. And so I was working with a coach at the time and she kind of like helped me come up with the idea of coaching. And I started working with women with ADHD to help them increase their confidence. And that program like just took off. My first launch, I had 220 people registered in the free event. And I think it was like a, Fifteen or twenty k launch or something like that. I couldn't believe it. And just before that, I had got fired six weeks earlier. I got fired from my job. Um,
0: classic. Was meant to happen.
1: Yeah, it was so meant to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, then I ran that course. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And then the women in it, I couldn't stop talking to them about business. And I was "Do a TED talk." Yeah. Oh, sister, it's on the list. do not you worry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because. I've just never came across somebody like you. I mean, there's, of course, a lot of, you know, business coaching and out there and everything, but you're, you like are really niched down (laughs) to focusing on, and and instead of, you know, instead of how people look at ADHD as like a negative thing, you are literally changing the whole way that people look at ADHD. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen that. Somebody and like like I'm just super grateful that I was able to get you on my podcast (laughs) because that's like it's really and I think people listening to this is like wow this is a really this is a different look and I just love what I love about interviewing people is that people from all over the world have like you know different perspectives Mm -hmm. and you know when we're growing up we only know like what's in our hometown and what our parents know what our friends know but then once you get older and get access to like the world and you know the power of social media we really see like wow our little small town was like nothing compared to what's really out there in the world and it's just phenomenal mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's super cool so yeah, yeah.
0: That, so building a business from the bottom up I think you and I know takes a lot of lot of effort and then especially you know with having ADHD it does ha- ha, you know have its own challenges so I think we kind of already spoke about this but I was gonna say like what is your like coping coping skills but I think you pretty much already fully talked about that so um but if there's like anything else that let's say okay let's talk about your day in the life Mm, yeah let's talk about that
1: I love that so yeah for me um being a successful entrepreneur with ADHD looks like um it actually starts the night before. So yes.
0: like your to-do list and everything? No. Not I, now, right? <laughs> That's what I do.
1: <laughs> simple, right? Like I, I have noticed through my time of working with people with ADHD, it's like the whole thing needs to be super simplified. So I have systems set up in place to keep me on track. So I kind of know what my day looks like the night, the night before. But for me, I like it starts the night before when I shut my computer off from work at seven o'clock because I found that I was getting really excited. And as people with ADHD and entrepreneurship, you get really excited about your business. You just want to like stay and keep going, 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 going. Yes.
0: Yes. I I can relate.
1: (laughs) And so I noticed that I was getting into a bad routine where I was working almost till like nine or 10. And then I was really struggling to shut down. And then I was like, not starting work until 11. And then I would feel behind. And it was this whole thing anyway. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start. You got to shut down. I know.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad the universe connected us because you, I've been having a really hard time getting up like early. So I'm glad that you're kind of here just being like, you need to shut down earlier. Cause I have a bad habit of like being accessible to my clients late at night, which I shouldn't be. I just, it's a, it, it's a big, it's a, a rookie mistake <laughs> pretty much as entrepreneur, but anyway, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, like it's a, it's, a, it's a really valid point and a lot of people struggle with that. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone every day at seven and it says, you're done working. And I struggle, like I literally will be standing at my computer like typing as I'm like trying to walk away. And I'm like, I'm done now, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, then I wake up in the morning early at uh, my alarm goes off at 5.30. Um, and then I wake up, I journal every morning now and I'm freaking obsessed with journaling because I, I get it, it clicks now, right? Before I was just like doing it just to do it, but now I've had some huge like aha moments. The universe has delivered me crazy stuff after I do like a journaling session or I release something or I have like a new understanding or I discover more about myself. Like the universe will send me crazy stuff. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I journal in the morning, anywhere from, you know one page to three pages. And I will literally ask myself, how am I feeling? What dreams did I have? Did I get any answers from my dreams? um what were the lessons that i learned in my dreams um and then i will start work at 6:15 i sit down and do my planner which is like my bible i do that for 15 minutes look at my day and then my morning actually is pretty structured 80% of the time i do the exact same thing at the exact same time so then my alarm goes off at 6:15 for my planner 6:30 my alarm goes off and then it's like start working <laughs> so awesome. then in the like all my CEO stuff, everything that I need to do for myself until about eight o'clock. And then I go to the gym. Um, I work out for like an hour and then I start my meetings at 11. Um, and my favorite is like when I can get out for a walk for like an hour at four, I always get in my 10,000 steps lately and healthy lunch. I eat for lunch, like fruit and meat lately, which is good. You say
0: fruit and meat. Yeah.
1: Fruit and meat. Um, Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of my day. I need to incorporate going down to the beach more. So this week I've put in going to the beach for sunset. I live in Mexico. So,
0: oh, so nice. I don't think I've ever been was like maybe a cruise. We stopped there like, or something like that, but I've never really been super but, amazing.
1: I haven't been making the most of it. You know, I've been working too much. So, um, yeah.
0: Do you give yourself like weekends and such? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I always take one day off. I find I work Sundays because I create my course content. Where I live, there's construction, twenty-four-seven. So Sundays is the only day I can record.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think honestly, just hearing you talk about what you do just really inspired me. Like, I need to get it together. I used to, like I told you, I used to have it. Like, I used to literally be exactly like that, and then at a. Yeah, so I gotta, I definitely gotta get better since now that I am an entrepreneur and I am my own boss, I gotta discipline myself um, oh. because I've only been like a full time entrepreneur for since February 3rd, to be exact. Yeah. Because, yeah. and thanks, that was my last day at my full time job. So that was, so that's like, that's like, okay, almost two months. It's been almost two months. I just need, and I was, I've just been traveling too. I don't think I stayed in like the same spot for like more than two weeks. Was, yeah. yeah I was well okay well right now I'm in Orlando for a week this is like currently where I live right now and then I was in Fort Myers with my parents and I was in Washington to see my boyfriend so I'm just kind of was like all over the place um which isn't really good for routine purposes so when I was in Washington and I you know I'm also I'm a social media manager and I have a social media marketing business so I just had to like remember the, the time difference <laughs> so it was just a little rough but um, but I think, yeah, I know I'm just kind of going on a, on a tangent, but I think I need to do what you do. I need to set alarms. Um, but for, do you think, do you feel that, do you believe that there's people out there that are like morning people and night people, or do you think that's just like a myth? Yeah, no, it's uh circadian
1: rhythms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are actually, uh, people who work better at night. And it's so funny because I think the whole construct of time is like really warped you know, like, why did I feel anxiety when I was starting my day later? It doesn't really matter. Like, however you want to structure your day, you structure your day. But for me, it was just giving me so much anxiety. Like I just felt better when I started earlier. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, I don't recommend everybody is a morning person. It doesn't work for everybody, but I like it. So I yeah. think, uh, yeah, your, your rhythms play a lot but, into it.
0: But Honestly, like for me, I've been having like I go to bed at like midnight <laughs> or like one. At one point when we were on lockdown, I was going to bed at like two in the morning having a so ever since I started working from home. Since I used to I used to work in the offices when I was working at working for Disney. But then we obviously when the pandemic came in, then we had to work from home. And then that's I think actually I think that's when it started. Yeah. Was when I started working from home. That was really what put everything into whack. And it was just yeah. so hard for me to like be in a routine because it's just so, so I could just get up like 20 minutes before my shift and just roll out of bed and just sign in. But mm-hmm. when I was working in the office, I had to like, you know, get up and shower and pack my lunch and like that, you know, put me in a routine that I would go to the gym after work like on the way back. It was on the way. So I think, I think that's really what it was. I think it was the whole working from home that just made it so challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like, do you, do you, do you by any chance? Like, um, know. I don't know if this is really a, a mixed sense of a question, but I have a purpose to my question. Like, do you live alone or do you have like somebody who can kind of like remind you like, hey, you got to, you know, like motivate you or do you just like you just depend fully on yourself for that?
1: Yeah, no, I live on my own. And I think kind of what you're mentioning as well is. The thing that I talk a lot about in my program with my clients is like, how are you networking and how are you surrounding yourself with people, even though you're online, even though you're at home, whatever, how are you networking and connecting with people daily to help hold you accountable to doing the things that you don't want to be doing, right? And so um, I'm really connected to a lot of other entrepreneurs. Uh, I have like a lot of business besties. So I leverage that and I think it's just so important to um, perfect example. I got back on track with my morning routine, but I, because I was hanging out with somebody who's super type A and like, boom, 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 boom. This is what time, everything happens. And then I was like, it just makes so much sense logically. And then I was like, yeah, i feel, I'll feel better when I'm like more dedicated to myself. And so that was like, you know, we're creatures of social learning. And so when you surround yourself with people who are mm-hmm. way more ahead than you in business, they rub off on you, right? So yeah. I surround myself with people who are like a hundred miles ahead of where I am.
0: Yeah, they always say that if you want to level up, you gotta be you gotta be in a room where everybody's smarter than you. You yes. want to be in that room where everybody is smarter than you. And have you ever heard of like you know the saying like you are like the five people you surround yourself with? Yeah, yeah. Do you believe in that? I I, I think I do. I mean, I I I feel like my like. My circle of group are just kind of like all completely different people. Maybe this is why my head's kind of like so confused <laughs> who I am. But that's just a whole that's just a whole other thing. But no, you're 100% correct. And I and you know, f- talking with people who are who are entrepreneurs just really just help, definitely helps you level up. And like this this conversation that we're having, ha- having oh my gosh, having this question, this conversation that we're having is is definitely going to attract those entrepreneurs, because the way, of course, I'm going to put the title and SEO and all that fun stuff. So um, I definitely believe that this is going to give value to a lot of a lot of my listeners. Um, But is there like any other like last piece of advice that you would like to to provide them about, you know, being an entrepreneur while, you know, having having ADHD?
1: Yeah, so I think that it's super important that as an entrepreneur with ADHD, you're releasing yourself from the social paradigm of what ADHD is, Mm -hmm. seeing yourself outside of that and seeing that as something that's outside of you. It's not you. And when you step into that space and know how to release that from your life, everything starts to unfold with ease because you start looking for solutions to problems that suit you and the way that your brain works. And you you just get more creative on how to support yourself along the journey, right? Like I mentioned, it's not timers, it's not any of that. It's, it's a lot of internal work and, and coming back to yourself and seeing yourself as freaking amazing and magical, yeah. and awesome. And so when you, you lean into that space, the cool, cool, really cool stuff starts to unfold for you. I know. <laughs>
0: you should have that. T- how do you okay. even get TED Talks? Like, how does that work? <laughs>
1: I know. I actually have a few friends who are on TED Talks. And so really? uh, it's cool. Yeah, uh, so I I'm gonna start asking them some questions, how it all works. Um, so let me yeah. know.
0: I'm sure you'll promote it, but like you know how the Instagram algorithm is. Sometimes not all the content gets in front of our faces. But if I for some reason don't see it, please message me. Cause you know oh. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be out there hyping you and and sharing it and be like, look at her. Carrie, her dreams are coming true because you work so hard. I think honestly, I am very impressed by our conversation. It just gets me like really motivated, um, and super inspired. And what's today? Today's Monday. So I'm going to make sure I, once I get off this, so I got a meeting at three, but I'm going to be like setting myself up and be like, Christine, you got to be done by seven tonight. Yes.
1: That's
0: it. Seven. I've, I've, what I have been doing though, which I'm proud of myself. I use, I talk to my clients via WhatsApp. So I've been turn notifications off at a certain time because yeah. yeah so I don't like it's like someone still like message me at random times. Um which which is fine. Someone just have thoughts, but I like get talked back to them. Um but I just don't like waking up to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the morning I want to wake up to like something like a good morning text, not like, hey, can you do this for me <laughs> or something like that. So I made sure I turn off notifications and that that's something I had to do. Otherwise I am literally like being this person where I should be sleeping, but I'm like messaging my clients and just, it's just, yeah, you know, I feel like so. Um, But I'm definitely going to be sending those alarms and yeah, I should, but I really do appreciate that. And I really do appreciate you coming and you know, taking the time and being on my podcast today.
1: Yeah, I've had so much fun and I'm so grateful for you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun and I'm so glad that we're connected.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely need to talk talk more after this as well. Um, but yeah, thank you again for being on here. And all of her information and social media is of course going to be in the description. And if anyone here has, you know, ADHD and wants to be a badass entrepreneur like her, definitely look into her, her uh, ADHD business university. That sounds really freaking awesome. Um, but yes, I hope everybody has a wonderful evening, morning, wherever you guys are. And stay tuned for next episode.